Howdy folks, this is Chris White and you're listening to Basic Business Advice. Here with our panel, Dan Olabi from Branches Worldwide and Olabi Leadership, Ken Hostetler from Equus, and Jordan Mullet from Sandwich Training and the Berlin Escape Room. So today guys, we're gonna talk about the idea of getting away. Something probably a lot of businesses here is the term retreating, getting out of the space that you're in and going someplace else. There is a lot of reasons they could do it, but Jordan, you started off before we got going here thinking on the premise that one, people just don't do it enough or at all. Why is it important? We are in the heart of farmland, and if you've ever met a dairy farmer, they don't get any time off. And for whatever reason, there are so many people in our community that we're raised that you work. And you go to work and you just keep working and then you work some more and then if you're not quite done with that, then you work. And I think vacations are definitely, that's very okay in our culture, but to actually mix a vacation with work where you're actually taking your leadership team, setting time aside to look at what's happening in the business, think, plan, resharpen, all the other things. I see too many companies that don't practice that. They're not spending the time. They're not getting their leaders in an offsite where they're doing something different and then bringing topics that need to be addressed, reshaping things, breaking things down. It's, it's unfortunate. And I think it's hard because a lot of times when you struggle, I get it. When you start a business and you're in that startup mode, it's hard to think, well, I need to back off. And so, so many times we're burnt out of that and then we never shift gears. We never get to that you know, sophomore year, that junior year where we're thinking differently. And in order to operate, we gotta get up and out of the business. So let's, let me get clear real quick because I want to come around here from Dan, you and Ken on this. Why though? I mean, you just said that we don't do enough, but why should we do it at all? Well, I mean, why should we take a day off in the week? Why should we do any of that? Like, there still has to be a reason. Think about this, subjective versus objective. When I'm subjective, I'm in it, I'm involved, it's hard for me to think clearly. The, just the simple fact of being in a different location. Like, as simple as I work every day in my office, and once a week I go to a coffee shop and work for an hour, or to a nice place called Raised Spaces and work for an hour. Just the moving. And being in a different environment will cause you to think differently. That's all we're doing for our businesses. We're saying, we're gonna set aside these times of the year that we're gonna remove ourselves from the day-to-day. -day. We're gonna strategically make ourselves objective. And we're gonna talk about things that we don't normally talk about in the business day-to-day -to, -day to help us get different perspective. Ben, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I understand the I understand the argument, but I, I also think that there can be a few dangers with the idea of getting away. One of them is you, you oftentimes kind of exclude a group of people. So one of the things you have to be really careful of is you say, okay, well, the business has to keep running, but hey, you know, five of us are going to leave for a day and we're going to, you know, a couple of days, we're going to do a retreat. And oftentimes, I mean, a retreat, it's, it's not like they're going to a place that's like, oh, well, they're going to be stuck in this boring room somewhere. So there's always this issue of fairness of, okay, is it fair to, to everyone? The other part is, are you learning something at the retreat? Are you actually getting something done? Or is it, you know what, it was just as beneficial to take a vacation. Yeah, yeah I'm 100% with Ken. I think what you said at the very end makes the most sense. I think it's about 
serving your people. And I think if you get to the position where you're like, hey, we need to take a retreat because it's October 3rd and that's the date we put it on the calendar, I think you're doing your team a massive disservice because the retreat isn't about the retreat. The retreat is about engagement and making sure that the time spent away is valuable to them. And so, for example, let's say that your your company's bleeding money and the most important thing you can do is make sure that you shore up your sales so that everyone has a job, but you're like, oh, it's October 3rd, I gotta take a retreat. But what you really need to do is get down to business and make sure the business is healthy. That's what you have to do. I think there are other ways to tell your employees that you love them, that they're valuable, that they're important. There's other ways to give them a sense of ownership in what's happening or a bigger sense of perspective other than sort of taking them out for a full day because you think you have to. That said, I do think that the most healthy companies are the ones that regularly take their employees out and make that time valuable. So either it's a larger perspective because you're strategic planning and just like Jordan said, you're in a different environment, so you're thinking differently, or it's a perspective where you're developing relationships and you're saying, hey, look, let's be with each other, doing something that we don't normally see. We get to see a different side of each other and trust grows because we're more familiar with each other because we're in a different proximity to each other. That is all really good. But if you don't have a plan, and you're sort of autopiloting it and you're saying, okay, everybody, let's do a ropes course because it's October 3rd. Like you're going to do a massive detriment to your team overall. So what I hear is people don't do it enough, but the best ones will. And the reason you do it is to move things forward instead of just being together. Where does a person looking at this, really asking this question, land on this? Is this a must? Should they do it if they want to be a best company? I think there's two parts of this, right? So one is if you're not doing it, there's only one way to get good at it, and that's to start doing retreats. Putting some time on the calendar, whether it's a half day or a full day. What if it's October 3rd? Well, then that would work. I think October 3rd is a great day. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. That's my favorite day. Yes, I like ribs. But then the other one is if this is something you've done a long time, not being afraid to shoot the sacrificial cow or whatever you call that thing, right? I grew up in in a business that when we started leading had been around for 35 years, 40 years. To say that we shot some sacrificial cows, we did. You know how many Christmas parties I've been a part of and planned? By the time it got to us, we were pretty sick of meeting in a banquet hall and then having some form of entertainment because there's only so many that you can have. So guess what? With my brothers, it doesn't look anything like anybody else's traditional Christmas banquet because we've been part of so many. So I get that, right? The October 3rd, and if you're stuck there and you're one of those people, then shoot the sucker, Mm -hmm. right? Get rid of it, do something different. But you should be able to look back. Here's the witness test. You should be able to look back to retreats and go, that's the day. That's when things changed. That's when this new idea sprung up, or we changed something in the business. And if you're looking back and that's not happening and that's just rib day or whatever, then yeah, then that's a vacation. That's a corporate retain vacation. And I don't think that's the purpose of retreat. I do think though, there's another side of it too. And I'm going to agree with you, Jordan, on everything you said there. Cause Thank I do you. think I there, there needs to be some intentionality. I'll never do it again. There needs to be some intentionality there. But the other part that we have to understand is that there are some companies where having that regular retreat and that regular banquet is a comfort. And that is a direct sign that the company cares about me because every single year on October 3rd, we serve ribs and they're like that's an example of how they love us and when you take it away there's way more meaning behind it than you thought you're like what I thought we were just getting rid of ribs. I thought we were turning from ribs to hamburgers and people are just like you jerk I'm quitting 
because there's a lot more meaning behind it. That's not the kind of company retreat we're talking about. We're talking about the kind of company retreat where you're sort of moving the company forward and you're accelerating progress, not just sort of saying, hey, let's do a barbecue and a cookout because we've always done it. So, so what has to take, okay. And by the way, I had I got shell shock when you talk about taking things away. I've been, I've, I've, I'm a family business. I've taken things away that were sacrificed. Like People lose their oh. mind. And lose I, I, their and mind. You, and afterwards, I realized, like, we've been dealing with it for 35 years, but you got comfort in it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. But uh, uh, what has to take? What, so what makes a good retreat? Right? What, what's happening? What's the magic beans there at a retreat? Like, what are you supposed to be doing? Christopher, I know you've led some of these. Yeah, yeah. And Ken actually was part of one I did yesterday. For me, and I want to be very clear, this, I leave differently than some other business leaders will leave. For me, the retreats are a time to do something and talk about stuff that we are not able to touch on on the day-to-day. There is so much going on on the regular that just consumes us as a business that all Retreats for me and my team should be an opportunity to go, let's touch on this thing over here that's been circling out there that we have not had an opportunity. And in some ways, I feel like a retreat should be frustrating. I feel like it should create a positive frustration that there's an opportunity, an issue, something to be resolved out there beyond the ordinary. Businesses can just be consumed in doing and delivering. Day after day, I make these widgets. Day after day, I make these cabinets. Day after day, I do these things. And in a retreat setting, you should be able to go, what are we missing? What's next for who we are? And in some way, I feel like it should be a positive frustration in a way that you would tackle a new problem together to see it done and see something come of it. Or maybe nothing come of it, but that shared experience of going into it has been valuable. And Ken may weigh in completely differently because he actually has to be subjected to me doing these things. <laughs> and so, Ken, your job's on the line. Watch out. I, I like, I mean, what you're basically saying is the leader has to create the problem, like, and even some unseen problems. Like some of them are easy and you can bring them to the table, but in some ways it's your responsibility as the leader to create, how did you put it, frustration? And like that tomorrow is not okay. Yeah. I don't know what, there's probably some better ways to put that. Healthy tension. That's Healthy what tension, about. there it is. I think that there's so many, we're talking about so many different things. So if Jordan, if you told me, you know what, I just need a day to get out of the office because I'm in the day-to-day grind and I need the ability to say, you know what, what are my objectives for the next six months? I can completely understand that type of kind of retreating from the workplace saying, this is not a vacation day, I'm gonna work. But like you mentioned, Chris, we're still focusing on the work aspect of it, okay? I can also understand when there's just a social retreat. There's value in saying, we're going to do a shared experience, we're gonna do that together, and you know what, yeah, maybe it's not your ropes course, Dan, but it is something that we are doing together and there's some value to that. The third one is when it's a retreat of multiple days going, maybe it's going to a trade show, maybe it's going, you know, somewhere. The the thing that I think you have to take in with that is it's you want to make sure that you're still getting value out of that retreat or whatever you're going to, because I think there's 
there's an easy tendency for that just to become a perk and not to become something that truly contributes to your business. And I think that's that's the important distinction. I think we're, we're way ahead of the game here. I think we need to back up a bunch of steps and decide, is this retreat about investing in our people or is it about the people investing in the business? Because I think what Chris is saying, when we have the retreat that's focused on strategic planning and healthy tension and where we're headed, we want all our people to invest in the future of the business. If your business isn't structured to have all your people invested in the strategic direction of the business, then don't have a retreat like that because Bob, the bag boy, is going to try to speak up about something that needs to be done. And you're like, you don't know anything, Bob. Shut up. And he's going to be in a position where he's going to feel like this is the worst retreat of my life. So I think you need to make sure that everyone who's there is able to contribute in the way that you want them to if the retreat is there to contribute to the, the future of the company. If not, if you're about investing in your people, then that's a whole different kind of a retreat. I, I definitely, you're right. right. That there, and Bob just texts me and he does not appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, well, Bob needs to work harder so he's, he's not a bag boy anymore. No, he just texts me he's out. No. <laughs> work harder, Bob. I like what you're saying, right? Differentiate between leadership retreat and employee culture investment. I think that's a good distinction there. And if, if you're trying to take employees on leadership and bring up strategy, so if you're taking employees along and doing what Chris is saying and frustrating them, yeah, you're, you're going to run into some trials there. Yeah, I've been a part of plenty of retreats where it's like, hey, we really want to know what you think. But in reality, like, we actually don't. You know, we just really want you to say something so you feel like you've said something and then we're going to go do what we already decided to do anyway. And people... They might not get it the first time. They will definitely get it the second time. And the third time, they're like, why am I even here? I'm glad you said that, Dan. I'm going to move on to something else. <laughs> no, I think the fairness of exactly defining what it is is essential. I don't know that a retreat shouldn't have some sort of positive tension or frustration or something that feels like this is a value stretch. I'm adding to this. But that being said, last... August, I took all the attorneys in the firm out to throw axes at a wall, you know, and we had a pizza party before it became a meme to have a pizza party. <laughs> but we did pizza. It was cool before it was uncool. It was, right, it was cool just in time. <laughs> but we had pizza, we socialized, we threw axes at the wall, and, you know, we got together the next day and kind of did a global touch base, make sure everybody's on the same page. The positive stretch was probably how are we thinking about what's next, what's going on. But the focus of it was this is a team of professionals that are working together and collaborating together all the time in a very stressful environment. Let's give them access and see what they do with them. Mm. And so, you know, fortunately, they threw them all at the wall. And we just want to be very clear. Ken Hostetler has wicked aim and do not run away from him if he has an axe. Oh, oh, oh. There's a story there. The guy has incredible aim with a hand axe. Lucky, lucky first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's been practicing. He's been practicing. Yeah, he practiced for days beforehand. But I think you're right, Dan. That structure in that time was not artificial. I want to hear from you. I want to try and get your voice. It was about investing in that team to be socially invested so they have social credit with one another to continue their job of collaborating together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a good point. Like It's just reminding me, Like I have the privilege of being partners with some great leaders. So at the Ruby Group, some of the things that we do, I look back and it feels like sometimes we just happen on some of these things, but I look back, I'm like, there's some really good leadership tactics here. But we do 
We do both. We have a leadership retreat where we're focusing on the strategy, and that prefaces the, the group, the social event, and then we ask for feedback. But to ask for feedback on the retreat, we preface that with a meeting beforehand with the leaders that what we're going to present to the team. And then we meet with the team and we share that. We send it to them via email and then ask them to give us feedback during the meeting. And that's in prep for what happens at the retreat. And then we have follow-up meetings afterwards to make sure that we're implementing the things that they asked for. That's good. Like, And I have to, I mean, Mandy probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but she's the one in our office that of the leadership team that helps us with the, you know, instead of just shooting everywhere. That's not what you said about Mandy off camera. <laughs> That's strange that you're but saying that, that now. I mean, there's purpose and design there to be able to get the most feedback and then to, to make the changes that we can. And I think, Jordan, you just touched on one of the other points of retreats I wanted to get from you guys is the frustration of we go and talk about these really cool things and nothing ever happens. Yeah, right. That lack of follow through that happens at retreats because you have these great conversations. You even talk about things that could be revolutionary inside mm. of your business. Mm. And then it goes back and it's just back into the ground. Well, why do, why do, I'm, I want to ask you, why do leaders do this? Like it, it seems insane. Like you would never purposely do that. Like you're sabotaging yourself. <laughs> Dan, I know three people that would. Like, <laughs> it just seems insane. Yeah. Like you just, why would you, and yet, we do that as leaders. I think it has everything to do with who's in the room because I think when you have everyone together and you do this wide open and brainstorming session and you say, hey, what could we do and what are the solutions to the problems and people are like, yeah, let's get a million dollar loan from the bank and let's do this and let's put a, put a location on the moon and they're just talking through all these different options, but they actually don't know what it's actually going to take to get there. And you invite all these ideas and you get people really, really excited, but they're not the implementers. They don't actually own the solution. And then they, you know, look back two years later, like, I told us we should put a location on the moon and nobody listened to me. Well, you didn't even know what it would take. But, but we thing, don't, we don't put, put parameters. in those rooms because they kill the dream at the moment it's birthed. But you need, to, you need to be very clear that it is a dream. Example you're using is putting a location on the <laughs> hey, people have crazy ideas. <laughs> but the point is, you want to make sure you have the right people in the room, and then you want to make sure you qualify the purpose of the discussion. And you say, hey, look, we're going to come up with a bunch of ideas, and maybe like 30% of it are actually implementable. The other ones are just going to be fodder so we can create really good ideas. But you make sure you quantify those things so people don't leave thinking, gosh, I had all these great ideas and they didn't get implement any one of them. Like it's okay to just quantify the conversation. Ken, what do you think? Because I know you approach these differently than I do. What are you thinking about all this? Yeah, for me, it's hard to walk away. If I walk away, not feeling like there's, there's some clear action steps on what's next, but I also understand the value in sometimes saying, you know what, this was not a retreat or a meeting to have clear action steps. So I get that. I think for me, I think the, the number one thing, if you're going to have a retreat, what's the objective? Are you meeting that objective? Uh, and the action steps, I think that's huge, right? If you, if, if you look at the number of meetings that are held on a daily basis within 30 miles of us, how many meetings are ending with, what are we going to do, who's responsible, and what they're having with yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in those meetings, I've run those meetings, right? But that's not the way to make change happen. That's not the way to make people feel heard. Just to clarify real quick, I was raising my hand to offer an opinion, not give time, although we are coming up against our time. But what I'm hearing is like, 
the real important thing is to set expectations for what you're doing. So if we know we're going into this, we're going to problem solve, we're going to figure this out, let's go. You're kind of mentally prepared for that. We're going to a Columbus crew game in May. I'm expecting to go have a good time. So if I show up there and we're like, hey, we're going to spend two hours talking about 2023 strategy, well, I kind of got be ready for a kind of got some bait and switch there. So like if I know what to expect and then you can come out of that or go to that meeting, have those expectations met to, you know, whatever you know what possible. You teaches about yeah. talking about intention out. Set the expectation. That's Salem yeah. training 101. I, Let's Sandler go. Sandler does that? Really? I think so. Yeah. What's no idea. What's Sandler? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, what's Sandler? I, it's just this small worldwide organization that does the most training of sales and management in the world. I no. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard of those guys before. I, <laughs> I, love, I love where this is going. I, I think I was reminded that with the shutdown, with what we've experienced, there are a lot of people that have questioned a lot of things. There's been a lot of sacrificial cows. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Sacred cows. Sacred cows. There's also that sacrificial been, cows too. Yeah, but we sacred cows. That's what I was talking about. Sacred cows. Yeah, that's those. those that been, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the season and the time to say, why are we doing this? I'm reminded one of the things that we do at the Ruby Group is we have really good meals. My partner, Mike, is a... I don't even know how to describe him. Food aficionado, psycho, foodie, like eat anything, loves good steak. That's not what you said about Mike when the mic was off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's weird. You just keep like changing oh, is the that narrative. The same mic? Yeah, I just oh, I was like it was. That's not we what you said about his cooking. In, in the, the shutdown, all the different things that were happening, like that was one of we were looking at it going, does this make sense? And Mandy again. Oh, that Mandy. That Mandy oh, yeah. Reminded me <laughs> that she likes those meals because that's the time that she remembers that she likes all of us because she has to process all the stuff we do. And it was just a reminder that, yeah, those things are important, right? And we just got, we had one last week in Orlando. It was incredible. Like yes. Yeah. It is a bonding moment. And I think that's a great point. I think it's important in a, in, a, in a business and any relationship to create buoyancy where there's an opportunity to really just have a nice, sort of rapport with people and those retreats when it's a to say sort of a fun retreat it serves a functional purpose because there will be times when there's friction and there's rub and you'll have to sort of withdraw from the relational bank account as opposed to deposit and these retreats if you design them well they make huge deposits and people remember why they're there and why they love you and why they love the mission and they're able to go through the crap and the pain because there's purpose behind it and there's relationship there if you do it poorly then those retreats become a massive withdrawal. Like if you say, hey, we're going to you know, go to the Columbus Crew game and then you end up working on the 2023 strategic plan and people are like, that sucks. And that reminds me why I hate this company. <laughs> like you've got to make sure, just like Ken said, you have, you have uh, the proper expectations. Uh, I like that word buoyancy. I never thought about that in regards to like, your team. That's yeah. We use the term social credit around here. What do you have that you can spend when you need to? Because we each need time to spend with somebody else. We need a favor. We need them back up. Something went sideways and we need help. How do you spend that social credit with each other? And I think that, yeah, having those times together to build. I love the idea that there are so many different ways to get away that all have purpose. From social, cultural touchstones to reviews and deep dives on strategic plans or whatever needs to happen, all the way up to what I did yesterday. When an entity continues to evolve, there's a point in time when leadership has to be honest enough to say, I'm not sure how to get to where we're going next. 
And with the right team that's been invested with social credit and cultural investment and deep dive strategic training and you built to a point, you have time to be honest in those meetings and go, can we figure this out together? Mm. Where the open-endedness of it doesn't necessarily lead to an action step, which I 100% agree, meetings should have results. But there are times in the evolution of a company when you run up to the idea that next is either so far out of the industry, you don't have competitors to look at, you don't have white papers to look at, you don't know, here there be monsters, you're on the edge of the map, pushing into what's next. Mm -hmm. And with the right team, you can trust them to enter into a retreat and go, here's where we're going and it's really foggy. How can we get there together? Because the right team can wade into that water mm. with not with a lack of clarity. But I think that investing from the very beginning of getting away to that social credit and building that buoyancy, I love that, Dan, to deep dives to the little bit more nebulous. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how do you spell that word. Yeah, yeah, spell check. You know, I think I think just to add to that that phrase um, or that idea, Chris. I think if you want to take it to another level, um, there's an old saying in church world: um, if you wanted to check someone's priority, check their pocketbook or check their checkbook. Right? That'll let you know exactly where their priorities are, whether they prioritize God or prioritize something else. Look at their pocketbook, look at their checkbook. But I think when it comes to company culture, uh, maybe a great way to say it is: if you want to take a temperature of a company's culture, just look at their retreats. If their retreats are high levels of engagement and people are actually excited to be there. And if you look in people's eyes and they're enjoying having ribs with each other or they're enjoying the strategic strategic plan and they feel like their voice is heard and they've been in a couple ones and they know that this one is actually going to be meaningful, you, you can see the culture of a company in the retreat itself. And if they're not doing retreats at all, that says something about they're not actually going anywhere as a company or they don't value their people enough to bring them along for the journey, like one or the other. But if they have healthy retreats, there's a 100% chance they have a healthy company. That's a big good word. 100%. Oh, right up there with buoyancy, right? I'm, I still can't there, 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 there are healthy companies that don't do retreats. But if you see a healthy retreat, you are going to see a healthy company. Ken, you got anything to wrap us up here on this? I don't. I mean, Dan and Jordan and you have stolen all the good stuff. So, you know, just whatever you guys got. <laughs> Jordan, anything for the, our listeners to wrap on? I think it's B-U-O-Y-E-N-C. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it typically, wouldn't it actually be boy? Boy, boy. So the depth of this conversation no, just left. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I think that's a good word. I think what Dan said there at the end is the right one. I think you can, it's a witness test, right? If your retreat and how, not what the leaders think of it, how your people are responding. And I think you could probably look at events that way. Not just retreats, but the other things that you're doing, the pizza party, the other areas. I think that's, uh, it's either creating buoyancy, buoyancy.